재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Well, we've talked quite a bit on this program as far as the shipbuilding industry, how it is in big trouble here in Korea. It's a crisis. Uh, Many of the major firms are in severe debt and perhaps the poster child of a lot of those uh, former uh, high-flying firms is Daewoo Shipbuilding and Marine Engineering. Um, We've chronicled their financial woes in previous panel discussions, but Uh, There is a recent twist that has perhaps drawn the ire of the public. Um, They are in the midst of a painful restructuring program. The company's survival is actually still in question, but it may have taken another blow because it's been revealed that the shipyard overstated its profits in previous years uh, through the means of dubious accounting practices. And if that's not a problem in and of itself, it does certainly lessen the appetite for a lot of people, including the citizens of this country, to uh, pour in their hard-earned tax dollars in salvaging this firm. So we're going to focus on the uh, scandal surrounding Teu shipbuilding, as well as maybe some of the wider inherent problems with how auditing works, not just in this country, but in countries around the world. Give us your thoughts. You can text us through your mobile phone at pound 1013 for 51 or send us a Kakao Talk message by adding TBS EFM as a plus friend. We are going to be joined by a financial crime expert in part two of this discussion. But joining us here in the studio right now, very pleased to have our good friend from Hanguk University of Foreign Studies, law professor Huang Jong-uk. Professor Huang, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening, Henry. Okay, so... As we know so far, uh, the prosecutors and their investigation right now with Teo Shipbuilding and Marine Engineering, um, from what you've been able to gather from the news reports, uh, do they have compelling evidence as far as these charges of accounting fraud? Uh, the overall accusations are the company overstated its profits by over 1.5 billion U.S. dollars in the fiscal years 2013 and 2014? Sure. I mean, that $1.5 billion figure comes from the government audit office that was just released recently. And in, in fact, the news reports coming out of prosecutors suggest that they might actually be able to put pinpoint maybe a figure two or three times that. So we'll actually have to see where the investigation takes us. But one thing to keep in mind is that Daewoo actually recognized over $5 billion losses for fiscal year 2015. And Daewoo's own outside auditor said that maybe pro- probably about two billion of those $5 billion in losses should be attributed to uh, 2013 and 14. So I think that there has been a significant amount of uh, accounting fraud is basically a foregone conclusion. Okay, so accounting fraud being done is basically a foregone conclusion. Bottom line, um, are we talking about amounts that are dramatic in the big scheme of things of how it's been documented before this scandal erupted that they were severely in the red, that they are suffering through a severe uh, fiscal crisis right now. Uh, Does this actually 
I guess printing up the books actually have had an outsized effect on that? Probably more. So, uh, the issue was probably more of a timing rather than the, the industry-wide recession that's going on. I mean, the, the big three shipbuilders in Korea, Daewoo, Samsung, and Hyundai, are all going through very right. severe drop in the international demand, demand for shipbuilding. What happened was that for Samsung and Hyundai, they kind of owned up to that back in 2013 and 14. It's only Daewoo kind of who window-dressed its own accounting books and didn't really own up until very recently that it is in indeed very deep, uh, deep trouble. When we have the big three... And as you say, uh, Hyundai and Samsung, who are in trouble, but perhaps not to the uh, extent that Taewoo finds itself in right now and and how they owned up. It's not then a huge logical leap of faith or some, I guess, very clever Sherlock Holmes detective skills to have assumed or not be shocked that Taewoo would have also kind of followed along with that uh, sort of uh, tradition of kind of doctoring the books, right? That's right. I mean, industry analysts were actually a little puzzled back in, you know, 2014 when, you know, while Samsung and Hyundai were showing all these, you know, losses that Daewoo claimed that they were doing okay and everybody was a little bit puzzled, you know, what kind of magic that Daewoo had <laughs> that they were able to, you know, stay out of it. And it, it seemed like it was more of a accounting trickery rather than, you know, superior business performance. And just, I guess, before we leave that issue and go into some of the other uh, allegations here, what would have been situationally different that Hyundai and Samsung owned up back in those years that the uh, the reporting of the revenues were in question, whereas Daewoo was able to sort of say, like you say, uh, perform some magic and right. do it. But were, was there more compelling evidence at that time targeting Hyundai and Samsung? No, I mean, simply the, the structure-wise, you have to sort of look at who's monitoring the performance for Samsung and Hyundai, as we know, is part of the big, you know, the uh, Jebel conglomerates. And, you know, all the bad things that we do say about Jebel, one thing that everybody do, do uh, give them credit for is they do, do, you know, fairly effective internal monitoring. So, you know, professional managers that Jebel families hire, they can't just go around, you know, embezzle money and just, you know, do, uh, and address our accounting books and so forth. You know, Jebel families themselves could do it but other people find it very difficult within the structure. On the other hand, Teo is actually controlled by the government-run bank KDB, which and Teo itself was heavily influenced by political decisions. So the monitoring in terms of its business performance wasn't as you know, strict as, uh, as we saw in Samsung and Hyundai. Right. Now, accounting fraud, cooking up the books, making yourself look more profitable than you actually are. That's certainly a cause for concern, maybe even a cause for anger or outrage among the general public. But the other aspect of this that perhaps is even more personally, I suppose, um, bothersome and maybe causing more uh, resentment are some of the personal allegations of corruption, right? That um, sure. the, a, pers- a former Teo shipbuilding employee was caught having embezzled more than 18 billion won worth of corporate cash. And again, we keep we were kind of joking before the break about how taxpayers need to be outraged by this. But is that potentially just a one off case or is it not outside the realm of possibility that there may have been other senior employees or other uh, high ranking officials within that structure that may have also uh, similarly frauded the company? I mean, embezzlement of 18 billion won, which is about, you know, 15, 16 million dollars is a serious offense. And, you know, you certainly have to question what kind of internal control Taewoo had. But on the other hand, given the size of the accounting fraud, that's this one thousandth of the entire uh, accounting fraud numbers that we are talking about. So it is actually a, a problem uh, 
you know, problematic of the internal control, but you know, that shouldn't really alter the fact that you know, much greater magnitude of accounting fraud was taking place uh, at Taewoo. So it's it's one of those more, I suppose, the optics make it look worse because of That's the fact right. that mm-hmm. it's individuals profiting. But in the scheme of things, it's really more of a drop in the bucket if you're talking about trillions of won in um, claimed profits, right? Exactly. I mean, what I will be more concerned about is probably the top executives in Taewoo were being you know given bonuses and compensation t- t- tied directly to accounting profits, and that probably created incentive to really cook the books a lot. I'll personally focus on that kind of incentive okay. rather than you know paying too much attention to embezzlement. I mean, of course, you should go after embezzlement, but it's hard to th- uh, imagine that there was about $1.5 billion worth of embezzlement that was taking place at Taewoo. And one important point that you did uh, make uh, just a little while ago was the fact that, okay, look, with Samsung and Hyundai Heavy, and this general perception that Chevels are always the bad guys, I, I guess the one benefit they had was, I guess to the extent that transparency is uh, a trait, is that uh, because they were still, I guess, privately held corporations, at least publicly traded, they did have to own up to a lot of those accounting uh, measures. You mentioned KDB and how they had control of this company, and I guess the people who are older will remember in the 97 uh, Asian financial crisis and, of course, the uh, the split up, the breakup of uh, what was once one of the uh, leading chevels in the country, Tewu, including Tewu Shipping, of course, the big um, uh, failure of Tewu Motors as well. But KDB, how much of it can be, and I guess I guess we don't have the full details. Uh, is it that they drop the ball? Do do you think they bear significant responsibility in terms of their failure to actually find some of these uh, accounting practices? I mean, sure. I mean, as the main creditor, main shareholder, I mean, they have the main uh, role for you know monitoring Taiwan's performance as well as internal control. So they have the performance. But I think, given the fact that KDB is so so much influenced by government action, it is you know government owned more or less, and the fact that you know. Although we had we have this recent government uh, auditing audit uh, audit report that said you know that identified 1.5 billion dollars in accounting fraud, where was the audit office in you know last year two years ago? They did the exact same audit and never really identified uh, the same kind of accounting fraud. Although you presume that they had the exact same data as they did you know this year too, as as far as last year and two years ago was concerned. So I think you do sort of need to uh, expand the scope a little bit and say that you know the the heavy political influence that was exercised at KDB and Taewoo was also a large, uh, largely fault for uh, this kind of debacle. So essentially, yes, they dropped the ball. Yes, uh, their hands are not clean in this. But what you're saying, there are a lot of players involved here whose hands are not clean. If we're talking about the the, 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 the government, the, the company itself, uh, KDB, um, and even maybe some of the uh, auditing um, entities, right? I mean, the fact that KDB is a state-run entity and the fact that, you know, so many personnel decisions at Taewoo was also influenced by po- politics, I mean, you know, it's now being made public that many of the outside directors of Taewoo were largely politically appointed and so forth. So it was sort of like a parachute jobs for many of the politicians who got out of the government jobs. So I think we do we do need to sort of look at this tight, uh, the heavy political influence that was, inf- uh, that, right. that was causing KDB and Taewoo to behave this way woulda coulda shoulda uh, hindsight 2020 um, if we found this earlier and if they had stepped in do you think the situation would be different for uh, Taewoo 
Marine. I mean, perhaps their restructuring effort might have gone faster. Maybe they might have, you know, th- thought about doing very various things as Samsung and Hyundai was doing back in 2013 and 14. So maybe they, they might have uh, gotten themselves a little more time in, you know, turning the uh, turning the business around. But at the same time, I think the global recession in the industry, I think, was hitting them nevertheless. So I think it is more of, you know, all these bad things happening at the same time. Perfect storm, global competition, uh, not being able to beat China on prices, the recession, orders not being filled. And so they would be in the red, maybe not to the extent, but it doesn't really uh, disallow the fact that they are all in big trouble. We're going to continue this discussion in part two of the program. We'll also be joined by a professor from overseas. Stay tuned.